Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the Feast of St. Mary Magdalene. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O God, whose only begotten Son entrusted Mary Magdalene before all others with announcing the great joy of the resurrection. Grant, we pray, through her intercession and example, we may proclaim the living Christ and come to see him reigning in your glory, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Song of Songs. The bride says this, On my bed at night I sought him, whom my heart loves. I sought but did not find him, so I will rise and go through the city. In the streets and the squares I will seek him, whom my heart loves. I sought but did not find him. The watchmen came upon me on their rounds in the city. Have you seen him whom my heart loves? Scarcely had I passed them, then I found him whom my heart loves. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. O God, you are my God, for you I long. For you my soul is thirsting, my body pines for you, like a dry, weary land without water. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary, to see your strength and your glory. For your love is better than life, my lips will speak your praise. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. So I will bless you all my life. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul shall be filled as with a banquet. My mouth shall praise you with joy. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. For you have been my help. In the shadow of your wings I rejoice. My soul clings to you. Your right hand holds me fast. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. Alleluia, alleluia. Tell us, Mary, what did you see on the way? I saw the glory of the risen Christ. I saw his empty tomb. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. It was very early on the first day of the week, and still dark, when Mary of Magdala came to the tomb. She saw that the stone had been moved away from the tomb and came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, she said, and we do not know where they have put him. Meanwhile, Mary stayed outside near the tomb, weeping. Then, still weeping, she stooped to look inside and saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head, the other at the feet. They said, Woman, why are you weeping? 
They've taken my lord away, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. As she said this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, though she did not recognize him. Jesus said, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and remove him. Jesus said, Mary. She knew him then, and she said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means master. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go and find the brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. So Mary of Magdala went and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So it's the 22nd of July, the Feast of St. Mary Magdalene. Uh, In fact, uh, Pope Francis has elevated uh, the 22nd of July from being a memorial to being a feast day. He upped the ante a little bit on Mary Magdalene, uh, considering the importance of her in being the Apostle to the Apostles. She gets that title because, you know, she was the one who was sent. That's what the word apostle means, right? She was the one who was sent to announce the resurrection to the apostles who would announce the resurrection of Christ to the world. Apostle to the apostles. I kind of like that. When you stop and think about it, it was a tiny little task. You know, go back and tell the disciples what you've seen. Uh, And yet... That small task was such a linchpin in making possible the proclamation of the gospel to the rest of the world. And it sort of makes me wonder, it's like, well, what, what are the little things that, that the Lord has asked us to do that make possible far greater things? And maybe not even done by us, but, you know, done by those whom we have served uh, it makes for a, a mysterious little reflection, I think, and and perhaps also an encouragement for us to be faithful in small things. Because after all, in God's providence, who knows the true magnitude of what it is that we really are called to do. And don't forget the Lord himself says that those who are faithful in little things will be faithful in big things too. So that's one little point. The second thing, which um, might not be of any relevance to you, but it is to me, um, is the fact that today is actually the 40th anniversary of my baptism. Now, I didn't know this for the longest time, uh, and it was only when, uh, you know, a good number of years ago now, but I came across uh, a baptism candle that my aunt had decorated that I saw the date on and went, oh, Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Well, I suppose today it really is good to know. Um, 40 years? 40 years since the priest, Father John Bossman, an MSc priest at uh, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart at Henley Beach, pronounced my name. Peter, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, the reason why I'm telling you this is not just so that you've got a little piece of trivia about me, but um, there's something about the name. Because look what happens in the gospel today. 
Jesus, he's unknown to Mary Magdalene at this point. She thinks he's the gardener. Oh, and look, you know, there's a whole thing about the gardener here and the Garden of Eden and all sorts of stuff that, you know what? I'm getting sidetracked. That's not my point. (laughs) No, Jesus is unknown to Mary at this point. Uh, And he turns to her and he says, Mary. That's the moment that Mary recognizes that it's Jesus. Now, there's something about the resurrection that makes it hard for people to recognize Jesus as he was before his suffering and death. And I suppose there's a lot of speculation as to why that's the case. But what is it that sparks the recognition? It's that personal name. Mary. There seems to be that moment where Jesus says, I know you, and you know me. And what is it that opens up in that moment? It becomes a a moment of incredible rejoicing. I think not just because of the fact that, you know, Jesus is alive and, and, and Mary's grief just suddenly kind of melts away, but also because of the reality of a personal presence. An I and a you. A moment of communion. A moment of rejoicing. I don't know. I think for the longest time, when I'd sort of imagined this scene in my mind, I'd always kind of seen Jesus a little bit impassive. Um, You know, just kind of standing there a little bit stiff uh, and, and Mary kind of grabbing onto his feet or something. And then he says, hey, don't cling to me. But... um. Why would we imagine that Jesus wouldn't be rejoicing in his own resurrection and wouldn't be rejoicing in the presence of Mary? Can't you imagine that they would have hugged each other and held each other? And that moment when Jesus says, hey, don't cling to me, it's just like, okay, okay, we've got to cut this out. We've got work to do. I mean, think about it. Jesus has literally been to hell and back and... Mary, too, she's gone through this traumatic experience of standing there and watching Jesus suffer and die. And even though it's only been a short period of time, it must have felt like an eternity because that's what they thought it was. A forever separation. Death. And yet, here is Jesus, calling out her name. Mary. I don't know, have you ever missed someone so much that, you know, when you do come into their presence finally, um, you kind of lose a little bit of control? (laughs) You can't help but grab? Maybe that's what's happening to Mary. And maybe Jesus is doing that back just a little bit. Well, someone is baptised using their personal name. Peter, I baptise you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You're not anonymous. You're not unknown to God. You're not one sheep in the flock. No, he knows you by name. And so I think on this feast of St. Mary Magdalene, it might be worth spending a little bit of time in prayer, using your imagination, 
and encountering the Lord Jesus and hear him speak your name. Mary Magdalene has given us all, his disciples, the message that he's risen from the dead, he's alive, and he's a personal presence in our lives. So, let's encounter him. Let's go to the tomb, find that it's empty, and discover there the risen Lord Jesus, who knows each one of us by name, who comes into our presence personally, and draws us into his saving friendship. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.